doing this Friday. It is May 5th. We are into the year. It is springtime here in the U.S. I know it is always sunny over there in the Caribbean. I'm sorry. I woke up with a little tickle in my throat today. That is not going to stop you, girl, from talking over these next couple of hours. We got some good talk today. Uh, Here in the States, uh, we have a holiday. It's called Cinco de Mayo. And I don't know if you guys know, a lot of people think that Cinco de Mayo is like the Mexican Independence Day or, you know, something like that. But just to let you know that actually Cinco de Mayo in Mexico is Spanish for the 5th of May. Um, And it's a yearly celebration that's held on the 5th of May in Mexico's victory over the Second French Empire at the Battle of Puebla, Puebla or something like that in like 1862. And it was led by General um, Gimnasio Vagazoga or something like that, Zagazoga. Um, and the victory over the French army was like the morale boost for the Mexicans. So every year, you know, they celebrate that because the actual Independence Day is September 15th, and that's considered uh, the Latin or Hispanic uh, significance of the anniversary of independence for Latin American countries, such as uh, Costa Rica, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, uh, Nicaragua, in addition, Mexico and Chile. So they celebrate uh, their independence on September 16th and 18th, I believe, or like through the 18th. I know I go to like a Hispanic festival and the food is always in September and the food slaps. So I don't know if you've ever gone to a Hispanic festival or celebrated with your Hispanic friends, but in September, they party it up. It's usually on the front porch. You know, they got their drinks. They, you know, they they mad deep. They on the porch. They on the the lawn. Uh, They they barbecuing in the walkway. You know what I'm saying? This music, this bachata, you know what I'm saying? Hector Lavoe and Tito Fuente, it's all playing on the porch. And, uh, yeah, they get to then. I done been to many of September get-togethers, and it was the bomb. So <clears throat> do that if you have your Hispanic friends. That's what's up. But we are celebrating the victory of the Mexicans. So, yeah, that's what's up. So celebrate. You know, it's still a reason to celebrate here in the U.S. We celebrate by getting toe up. That's what we do uh, all day. You know, the Hispanics are known for cerveza, and, you know, we're trying to, trying to get it in. So that's what we're doing. This weekend, I'm going to be partying it up. I do have a, a guest or a return guest 
Uh, he he chopped it up with me on my first show here at Caribbean Radio Show, and you know we're trying to do we're trying to bring independent people, give them a spot, give them a platform, give them a time to talk. So you can get to know these people. Oh, I'm gonna have to drink me some uh, ginger root, y'all, because this throat is not working out, and I got too much stuff going on this weekend. It's not about this little. Something that's trying to come on as a cold is not about to get me down, okay? But getting back to my guest, he was on my first show, a very good friend of mine. Uh, We clicked from the beginning. We have been friends all throughout comedy journey. He's been doing it longer than me. So, you know, he's kind of been an addition to my journey, you know, which is dope, you know. We've shared a lot of stories, a lot of history, a lot of funny times. And uh, I just enjoy talking to him. So I'm going to bring him back today so we can chop it up about a lot of things that's going on out here in the comedy world and just in the world in general, on a, you know, on a comedic point of view. So without, without more being said, everybody welcome my friend, uh, Gonzalo Pagan. Are you there, Pagan? Yeah, I'm here. How you doing, Was that Danny? like a great intro? Was that like a great that intro great. or what? That was a great intro, very accurate, very accurete. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. The Cinco de Mayo was—they just celebrate that because they beat the French. But you know, I always say it ain't nothing really special about beating the French because everybody beats the French. You know. <laughs> <laughs> right. You say they're not that tough. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they ain't that tough. They, they only—they never won a war. They never really won a war. Right. Like the only war they ever. One was the Revolutionary War, and, and they were fighting each other. Right, right. So that's not yeah. really a win. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's back not... against whack. So. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody yeah. just went home with bruises. <laughs> Everybody had scratches and bruises when they got home. <laughs> yeah, you know, but the, yeah, the, I have to clear that thing... up because a lot of people and. And even just me being a black woman, you know, I have to correct people on some things that are celebrated. And I don't know them all. I'm still actually still learning stuff because, you know, everything is a holiday now. You can actually ask Siri every day what holiday is it today, and she's going to give you a holiday that's celebrated somewhere on every day of the year. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's always something to be celebrated. So. But yeah, and, and you know what else? So you know, how have you, you been? Know what else so how have say. you been? What's been going on with you? What, what was that? Oh, nothing. Just, I said, I said, you know what else? Though you know, uh, you know, I'm half Mexican and half Puerto Rican, right? <laughs> you ever yes. notice that if you tell, if you say Happy Cinco de Mayo to some people, they don't really like it, especially if you do it to a Puerto I, yeah. Rican. They be like, I'm not even oh, Mexican. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because I do believe that just like other uh, ethnicities, you know, you still have like a, a, a bias or even a prejudice against it. Dark-skinned blacks is the same with light-skinned blacks. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> Dominicans yes. don't want to be yes. identified as Puerto Ricans. Puerto Ricans don't want to be identified as Cubans. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, yeah. it's just, you know, Asians don't, yeah, you know, I like, Asians are I like Asians, the- but they don't want to be identified. I can't tell none of them apart. You know what I'm saying? I be feeling bad because I, I don't, you know, my daughter can. My daughter be like, I know that that person is Korean or that person is from Laos. I don't, shit, I don't know. Yeah, you can you can, so you can can see I, some traits. But then 
But then that makes you that makes you uh, 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 what do they call it um, stereotypical. If you right. try to figure it all out, right. I mean, I figure. I right. Figure well, I, I don't try. I, I, I don't try, try to, to figure it out. I try to stop right. figuring it out. I don't try because, to figure it out. Because it don't really matter, really, does it? You know, it don't right. really matter where they're from. But it just know, matters I, how the person is. Absolutely, and I'm and I'm I'm grateful that I grew up with all different uh, ethnicities and backgrounds. I grew up in a diverse neighborhood. I grew up in a diverse school, so yeah. you know, I've never. I've never really had a prejudice like that. Like I talk about other races in my jokes, you know, that you would think that, oh, okay, maybe she's a little racist. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's just coming from my own perspective, and it's not mm-hmm. to attack a certain it's, group. And it's, it's to bring it's, it's because it's because you, it. and it's because you got a perspective too, you know, because you have that opportunity. That's one thing that I really I'm glad that my, uh, for some reason, my parents ended up here in in West Michigan because. It is really diverse here. I mean, don't get me wrong. Right, I mean, it you is. Know, you, you, we still way outnumbered, but I mean, it sure did push us all together, you know. And 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 I like that. I like the way it is. You know, my high school right, uh, right. was was, was dope because of that. Absolutely. I like to give you, and I and I give think, you a lot of I think that you know because of because of that, you know, not only does it give you more of a perspective, but you usually have friends that are of different ethnicities. You know what I mean? Like your chances mm-hmm. of having friends and going to their, yeah. you know, cookouts or being able to talk to them on a one-on-one basis to get their perspective, you know, you have that available. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I like the most about all of that is uh, has to be the food. I love to eat. And if you see a picture of me, you can see it. But what I'm saying is – right. I I love the the so many different types of food. I remember uh, one time I was living down in the valley of Texas, and they asked me, "What do you miss about living at home the most?" I said, "The the variety of food that we have. I said, at any given day, you can go eat whatever kind of food you can imagine somewhere in the in the area." Right, and that's 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 what I would imagine would be one of the joys in traveling. Is uh-huh. being able to try different foods from all over the world. You know what I mean? Like Heck not yeah. even foods that we emulate. Like I wouldn't even want to go to Italy and have spaghetti. Like no, I don't want to have that. I don't care how good their spaghetti is. I've probably had twenty renditions of spaghetti. I'm good on that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I want to get something that they eat there that we don't eat here. You know what I mean? Because yeah. there's a lot of foods that people don't realize. A lot of the foods that we consume as Americans is banned in other countries. Like they won't sell um, food in in metal cans. They re- they don't do processed foods, and they banish them. For real? We eat terrible. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Just because I hate talking about stuff and not having the details, I'm about to Google it right now, right, while we on the show, because I know um, – You know, I don't I, – I guess I guess I, I wouldn't know how to react to that because I'm so accustomed to eating foods that are canned. Okay, so here are, 15, here are 15 foods that are banned in other countries – 
that we still sell in our stores. Twinkies, stovetop stuffing, coffee mate creamer, Ritz crackers, Skittles, what? U.S. pork. Yes, Skittles. Hold, hold. Did you US say pork. U.S. pork? U.S. pork, P-O-R-K, as in the pig, swine. Oh, U.S. pork. Pre-packaged ground beef, Swiss rolls. And have you noticed, that's one thing I noticed, Asians don't eat the pig like that. They eat a, 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 a certain type of pig can we eat. Man. Yeah, we, we, eat, we eat terrible. Our food is terrible. I'm glad I gave pork up. You know, as much as I love bacon, bacon was really the only pork that I consumed and that I liked. You know what I mean? You so, know, I don't know if I could. Just, I don't know if I could go the rest of my life without eating bacon. You know. Yeah, <laughs> you know, after you've had, I, I haven't had it for eight years. It's not even Perfect. a thing for me now. You know what I'm saying? Do you, do, wait that a minute. Wait a minute. Year, do you first... eat? Do you eat turkey bacon? No, I'm not a turkey fan. I'm never so like turkey. Do... I'm not a big poultry fan. Oh, wow. I'm not a big poultry. I eat chicken every now and then when I feel like I'm I'm depleted of protein, but mm-hmm. I don't eat it every day. I, I eat it like maybe once a week. Eater. Yeah, so are my boys. And, you know, a lot of yeah. other countries are predominantly meat and vegetables. You know, we're the ones that eat everything fried and dipped and covered and smothered and Drowned and you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because that's all that stuff that makes it delicious. Hot sauce, fat, right? Exactly. Hey, all of that makes it but, delicious, though. Like, like when I make my rice, you know what? Uh-huh. You know what I use for the uh, for the instead of using oil, I use the uh, the grease from my bacon. Like I render that oh, fat. You know what? I my, save it. That that's how that's how my aunt cooks. Mm-hmm. I drain I my that. bacon and just just the bro. I mean, I save my bacon grease just out of habit, but I don't cook with it. I end up throwing it out. I don't. I I save Dirty. mine and I, I yeah, use I cook, it. Because the kids uh they they eat bacon and shit here, but I don't never. I end up dumping that grease out. Jordan was like, "Shoot, that grease that grease probably a product. You could probably sell fucking pork grease." <laughs> my son always thinking of something. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, you probably can sell that shit. Man, I tell you yeah. what, I use that. I use that to make my rice, uh, to do my beans. Whenever I use sofrito, the first thing I put in oh, is the bacon grease, and then I fry my sofrito. You cannot make the... beans and rice without sofrito. No, not at I all. I am a, I'm, I'm dead ass. If you don't have... Sofrito, you don't even need to open up the beans. <laughs> I'm serious. I've, I and I grew hey, up on and, beans and, and, and rice. You know what? And the pork what makes the beans so good. You know the, the like. Sometimes I like to buy just a, a piece of uh, smoked ham hock. You know, and I'll have them slice it for me, like quarter inch thick or half that's, inch thick, and then how, I'll that's put how that. My, that's how my yeah. Now that's how my boys. That, my boys would love my beans and rice like that, but I just I make mine without, and it's still delicious. My it's rice still class. good. Don't don't get me wrong, and it's got to be something you know that I that I'm feeling that day. But I right. do like to put that. But right. I like I like using the uh, 
the Puerto Rican summer sausage too. You know the uh, the the salchichon that that gives a good flavor too. And then there's this other oh, okay. sauce that my dad introduced me. He introduced me to in Puerto Rico the last time we went. It's called Montedella. It's like a salami type of of thing. And you know when you go into the bodega over there in Puerto Rico, they got it just like hanging in a net. And then oh, they got I've seen a sleeve. That before. Uh, and you know what? I yeah, never they, knew that that's what it was. Yeah, they you put they you you ask them for a piece of it. They ask you how much. They sell it to you by the weight. You're like give me like a quarter pound of that. Now ask you how you want it sliced. You can get it like just the they'll just cut a chunk of it and then dice it for you right there and hand it to you with a a sleeve of crackers and and some cheese. And man, I'll tell you what. <laughs> And you're just standing in that bodega, just eating it with, with with a cup of coffee, some cheese, and some crackers, and it's it's like, I'm like, I don't know if there's anywhere I'd rather be right now than in this bodega right, right now. Right, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. We used to stand in the bodega and eat a a a, a cheese and egg, uh, a, what do you call it, an egg and cheese sandwich oh, with yeah. our coffee. <laughs> I'm going to plan a run. I'm going down there in um, August. I'm going to the Rock the Bell shit. Are you? Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to the Rock the Bell shit. And then listen, oh, man, it's it's going to be so dope. Because, you know, it's it's old school hip-hop artists. Right. So let me not get them no plugs. They ain't giving us no money, so. But yeah, so I'm going down there in in August. But yeah, you know, definitely, definitely, the food, the food, and the bodegas, bodegas hold it down in hey, New York. Hey, when, the whole, hey, when I mean, is that? When is that in August, Danny? That is August fifth. August fifth. Um, August August fifth is a Thursday, I believe. Thursday or a Friday. But anyhow, um, yeah, that's 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 what's up. But I wanted to get into it today because you know it's a lot of stuff kind of going on right now with Jamie Foxx, and um, yeah. you know I just kind of wanted to talk about it. First of all, let me I just gonna, say this. I was going to see what was going on with that. What's going on with that actually? What happened? Um, well, it looks like uh, yesterday. Um, some people were kind of saying that he is progressively getting better, but he was hospitalized for a medical complication. I'm not for sure. I don't want to say if it's a stroke or if it was an aneurysm. However, he had some type of a surgery, and it looked like he was coming out of the surgery well, like he was recovering well. He got on there saying that he was doing good. And then out of nowhere, it just seemed like uh, we weren't getting any updates about Jamie. And then they started posting things about asking for prayer. So as of yesterday, they still, yeah, as of yesterday, they still didn't say what his condition is and what he's suffering from. However, they did, um, they did say that he's starting to get a little bit better, but he's still in the hospital. So he's been in the hospital for a while now. And, um, you know, this is this is Jamie Foxx here. Jamie Foxx is not old. You know what I mean? Like, you think about it, Jamie Foxx has got to be in, what, his 50s? Maybe his mid-50s? Yeah. yeah, probably around my age. 
Man, yeah, that, that's scary. Very scary. And um, let's see, he's 55. Yeah, he's my age. Um, yeah, he's 55 yeah, that's, years that's, old. That, don't, don't say that's not old because I feel like I'm old. I'm getting old, but, but it's no, too it's, old it's to be. Not, it's, not it's not old, old enough old. for this, though. Right, it's not old enough for this. Um, but yeah, you know, shouts out, you know, to his family, you know, from from Caribbean Man, Radio Show. You know, we shout out prayers and everything to his family because I tell you what, that man right there is one of the most underrated, multi-talented entertainers of our time. Um, He's one of the best. Jamie Foxx plays. He he is a renaissance man. That man can play instruments. That man can sing. That man can write. That man can act. That man can kill a stage doing stand-up. That man is, Jamie is, I mean, it's, it's crazy. And, you know, to, to see that everything that he's done, you know, I, I was a fan uh, from In Living Color because, you know, that's what, that's what I grew up on was in living color. So Jamie Foxx yeah. been, I've been watching him since I was, you know, yeah. younger. He's about six years older than me. But Jamie he, Foxx he's was been in the game when I was for a very up. long time too. You think how many years that is? That's a lot of years. He's been in the game for Absolutely. a long, long, long time. Absolutely, he has been in the game yeah. for a minute, and not only in the game in one way. Like I said, right. he's multi-talented. He has he has contributed to this field for 30 years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nothing but nothing yeah. but fire. You know, he's had a couple of he's had a couple of, you know, dry movies here and there, but for the most part, anything Jamie was in was good. Yep, definitely. And that Ray performance was like no other. Nobody could have depicted Ray Charles the way Jamie Foxx did. Never. That was by far one of Jamie Foxx's best performances. He actually he transformed into Ray Charles. I don't think he can do a better job than that than he did right there. Absolutely. Yeah, Jamie Foxx is a Sagittarius. How didn't I know that? How didn't I know <laughs> that Jamie Foxx was a Sagittarius? We are some dope individuals, I'm just going to say. <laughs> you know, uh, it's, it's, it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. But, yeah, definitely uh, heartfelt and prayers to his family and friends. I couldn't imagine, um, you know, having a, a father or a brother or somebody of that stature. And, you know, the whole world wants to know what's going on. Yeah. But, you know, it's got to be, you know, it's got to be you, tough on his family. Yeah. You have to be, you got to be kind of mindful and respectful to the, for the privacy too, you know, Absolutely. And, and that's probably why Absolutely. that's probably why everything's not coming out. You know, because they Yeah. You know, they they people handle things differently, you know, and 
Everybody don't always win. And the internet and either. the internet has no chill. The internet has no chill. Like, you know, None. some things need to be left private because the internet is the most insensitive thing on this planet. People say Man. whatever they want to say in there and they don't have to be held accountable for it. And it's unfortunate that we live in a day now where people are not empathetic. Um, this world lacks empathy and compassion. No one seems to care about a lot of the stuff that's going on in this world right now. Um, it's, 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 it's unbelievable. You know, I've, I've watched men be rude to women, not open the door. I've watched women talk to men like they were a, a female, that they wanted to fight, like, you know, just the stuff that we see now is is crazy. It's, it's disrespectful. And, um, it's like it, it's like it's, it's one thing to it, it's one thing to be free, but it but you don't have to be disrespectful like that. You know, people just had a little more respect for not just other people for themselves. You know, because that that's when you do stuff like that, you know, you're not just disrespecting the person, you're disrespecting yourself too by putting yourself in that kind of Absolutely. position. Absolutely. That's why I refuse to Absolutely. engage in something like that. And, and if they come from me right. like that, man, and I don't know, man. I, I don't, I'm old school. I might handle it differently. Right. Right. And, you know, that's probably why I can't really be a journalist. I mean, I like to know what's going on, but I think some things are intrusive. Like, why do you need to know X, Y, and Z? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. People, people feel like they have way too much of a right to know people's personal information. And they absolutely have no right to it. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, just try. What we're going to do, world, moving forward, we are going to try to be better. That's all I can say. You know, nobody is perfect out here, but we all have room for improvement. You know, I'm almost 50 years old, and I still feel like I'm learning how to do things different, and I'm learning how to have a different perspective about certain things that I looked at differently. You know, it's just all growth and growing, and you would think in today's world, I know it's stressful, though. I feel like everybody started clucking out after COVID. Or, or when when the pandemic hit, I think quarantine kind of messed some people up. You know what I mean? Like staying in the house like that. I think that might have you know messed a few heads up <laughs> because now mental health is on the rise. People are clucking up. It's either COVID or it's the shot. It's something. Whatever it is, people are clucking out right now, and um, we really need to change as a people individually as, as long as we're trying to change individually either eventually we'll become a conglomerate of people you know what i mean yeah but man, absolutely you know, there's some people you just can't talk any sense into you know that that's a hard thing you know but don't you think that the internet has given people don't you think the internet has given uh too many people the the balls to to say whatever or just you know what I mean like what do you think what do you think compels people to get on there and just be evil for no reason uh a home training 
home training. I mean, you know, if you see the way some of these kids talk to their parents, you you couldn't imagine how they're going to talk to anybody else on these streets. You know that that's yeah. Like a, they even got thing, kids. You know? Kids are fighting teachers and stuff now. Yeah, man. That's I don't wild, know. You I, know, you, you you can't yeah, discipline I, I kids. Fe- I feared my mom. You're not supposed to fear your mom, but I feared my mom. Um, I was afraid of my mom. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just no. There was no way I was about to get in trouble. There was no way I was about to be talking crazy to the teachers. Now, I was a fighter, but my mom knew I was a fighter, so she expected that. I did get kicked out of right. school a few times, but <laughs> that's, you know, that was in the past. <laughs> yeah. But um, but other than that, no, I was I had to be in school every day. I was an athlete. And I better bring my ass home after school or my butt home after school. So that's just what it was, you know. That's how things went. Yeah. Yeah. I was, well, we're gonna go to a I few was, songs. We're gonna go to a few songs, Peg, and I'm gonna give you about a ten minute break. I am going to allow people to call in. If you want to call in, you know, just to listen to the show, uh, the guest call in number is gonna be six six one four zero seven. And uh, we'll be right back with uh, our guest, Pagan, and I'm just going to play a couple of songs for y'all, and we'll come right back. Move your one from your journal, wind up your body, come and wind up, time for y'all, I'll call you, baby, this is what I want you to do. Wind up your time, oh, oh, yeah. It's long till it's been like banana. Come wind up your time, oh, oh, yeah. It's long till it's been like banana. And then you turn back with your girl, don't want it. Let me put it in at every Santana. Wind up your time, oh, oh, yeah. It's long till it's been like banana. Your body put me up, it's about it. Come in and make your soul, no ask about it. Wind up your body, make me your team fit. The bed in the room, but no ask about it. Banana, 
you turn back with your girl, sit down on it. Let me put it in a cafe Santana. Wind up your tie, don't. Yeah, it's long till you bend like banana. Move your one from your down. Wind up your body, come me wire. Tight, girl, call you. Baby, this is what me want you do. Wind up your tight, don't. Yeah, it's long till you bend like banana. Fuck your life, bing bang, you see these dogs in your front yard? Just know upstairs, I'm going hard. Bing bang, she and bro. What you wanna say to Joe Byron? What you really wanna say to Joe Byron? Hey, free the bad let the dog them come in. Stop jump or stop crawling. See you put set man very clean. Mummy out set man very mean. I saw we dog them a set them rolling. Money if I make them strolling. Anywhere me set moon, get a set dog. Them a set man enough now, get a set dog. Anywhere me go, me no broke for it Dog them fresh, me no broke for it now. Mummy out set, me no broke for it now. Daddy care for me no broke for it now. Mouth can't sleep, me no broke for it now. Sweet and the tight lip, me no broke for it now. You know the other part, me not to explain it. What you bad friend Crystal? Bang bing. bang bing, come down for your little song sing Bro said he can't trust these girls no more Cause she just wants to the long thing Show the fear fling, dang ding We see see a drunk ping, pong pong ping Me and a brown man did sweet But me left him in a street car instead of the wrong thing Daddy no shoes, me not broke from it now Pure name brand pun, no me skin, me not broke for it now Turn up in a rich man shop, them fit run we check We not broke for it Hey girl, what you want tell Joe Byron? Take time and don't stop whining Black belly up when I up sliding No face, no case, no stop the grinding Take time and don't stop whining Black belly up when I up
this is your girl, Danny Redwine, Caribbean radio show, comedy chat. It is Friday, single de Mayo. Your girl had to go and get ginger root tea that I had to throw a little honey in and some lemon because I woke up this morning with a little tickle in my throat and your girl's got way too much work to do. Ain't nobody got time to be messing around and getting no cold. So we're going to start early with the, gin, the ginger root tea. We're going to be doing that all day. And then we're going to knock it out with some NyQuil. Ow! I tell you what, I don't try to advertise for people because they're not sending us no check. But it's just certain over-the-counter stuff that does it, and that does it for me. I don't know about y'all, but anyhow, <clears throat> we were talking today. <clears throat> I'm sorry if I have to clear my throat. That is so unprofessional. But we are talking about Cinco de Mayo. We're talking about prayers going up to Jamie Foxx, him and his family, for comfort at this trying time while Jamie Foxx is healing from the condition, uh, whatever condition it is. You know, we are sending love and prayers over to him and his family. And uh, we are going to plan on enjoying the weekend because spring is coming or spring is sprung. I don't know if it's sprung actually, but I know that it's close to it. I know it's getting pretty close to being sprung, but I got my my boy on the phone with me, Pagan, and uh, we are just kind of chatting it up about what's going on in these comedy streets. And uh, yeah, so I definitely hear you. We were talking about food last time. But I also like to tap on going out of town to do comedy. Have, would you ever consider doing comedy out of the country? Uh, yeah, I would do it. Uh, what country are we talking about, though? Where would, where would they be sending me? I would I would be out to go to anywhere in Europe. Um, I would love to anywhere, go do some comedy. I don't know anywhere. Maybe. I don't know. I would probably want to go to the Caribbean. I would imagine that their crowds would be a little bit tougher just because of the language barrier. But I don't know. I think I could make a lot of comparisons with Americans and us trying to do their stuff and make it funny. So we'd be jacking their stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, I, I think I could do that kind of a twist on it to make it funny. You know what I mean? But I think I would probably sure. struggle in like in like Asian countries or you know what I'm saying, European countries because I think their culture is so far removed from our culture as far as city wise. Um right. you know what I mean? I think they might have a sense of humor in certain regards, but not all. You'd be surprised at how much is the same. It is. I, 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 uh, I guess I had that privilege of knowing them people too. I uh, worked at a company that had a whole lot of uh, Asians working at that company, and I got a chance to get to know them uh, probably more than I should. But they're they're a lot of fun to be around too. I mean, they got one heck of a sense of humor. It's just the problem with it is we don't see we don't understand what they're saying. We don't know what they're laughing about. But if you ever notice, they always laughing. Sometimes you just feel like right. they're laughing at you, not with you. Right. <laughs> and I think that's but, and I think that's probably what it is. Is the thought of mm-hmm. you know do they really get my sense of humor? 
Do they, right. you know what I mean? Do they think I'm, am I offending them? You know, because there's certain things that you can't say in other countries that you can say here that's not considered offensive. Even in the Caribbean, right. like the word funny is, the word funny is frowned upon because it's not looked at as a, as an expression, it's looked at as an insult. It's looked at yeah. as a derogatory term. You know what I mean? So I definitely think that words can be words can be used wrong or in a bad way. But yeah, I know a lot of people go to Toronto and they say that Canada is, you know, hit or miss. Yeah, I, I've heard good things. Yeah, I've, I've heard. I've heard. Oh, go ahead. They used to have something going on over in Windsor. I met a comedian one time in, uh, I want to say I was in, in Lansing, and he was from Windsor. And he was trying to tell me to come out there and do some comedy. But uh, You know what? I, I think, never went. I think I know what I'm talking about. I wonder if that's the same guy that I met that was in Detroit. There was a lot of uh, can, uh, Canadian comedians that came out to one of my shows when I was hosting that show in Detroit. Like they mm-hmm. came in there by like the, like the van full of them came and they all did time and all That's had a tough. good time. Like they, they came in, they came in there and bought food and you know, it was, it was cool. Yeah. I love that kind of stuff. Uh, I, I never yeah, took them up too. on it because, uh, you know, you can't just be going in and out of Canada, especially when you have a, right. a, a you know, I have right. You know, you 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 know how it is. So uh, so yeah, I've never been over there, but I I wouldn't mind going. I wouldn't mind. Yeah, going I wouldn't all. mind going either. I know a couple of people that uh, they speak real highly of you know Canada and, and the the scene over there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know when you first would, cross the border. Where are you? Are you in Toronto or where are you when you first cross the border from Detroit? You know. You're in Windsor. That's Windsor, Windsor okay. right there. Yeah, and it's just a, it's okay. just over the little bridge right there, and you're in. Yeah, because you can see it. I, you can see it from Detroit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I stay. I stayed over there uh, for weeks back in the '90s, but it was before I did any comedy. Uh, uh, okay. I've, I've never been on stage yet, so I just went out there. And, uh, my company sent me out there for a couple weeks. I had a really good time. I met a dude uh, from the UK. I met a, a, a brother over there from uh, from Jamaica, and he was uh, he okay. was one of the temp, temporary dudes that was in there. And he took me around. We had a good old time. We went and played some basketball a couple of days, a couple of days, and uh, he took me out to the to the local clubs that they had going on over there. I had a great time. I had okay. a great time. Yeah, that's that's one of the things I love about traveling is meeting other comedians and, you know, being able to fellowship, you know, with people that, you know, know, understand. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's what's up. I would love to just go on, like, just not even for comedy. I mean, I would love to go for comedy as well, but just to go to the Caribbean. I've never been before, so I'm definitely going to have to make my rounds. And that's actually on my bucket list because – um, I was at one point I was afraid to travel outside the country when I was younger, so that was like one of my fears. And also getting on a cruise. Have you ever been on a, on a boat? Never been on a boat. 
Never been on a boat, me but I want either. to try it. Yeah, me but too. But I have been to, I have been to the Caribbean though. I've been to a few of the okay. islands over there. It's 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 island life is just something completely different, man. I I would imagine. I I bet you the air is different. It just, yeah, everything. Like, the whole atmosphere is completely different. The food just seems to taste a little bit better, fresher. You know, like you said, no no process, nothing. And then then the people, man, I mean, you know, obviously if you go looking for trouble, I'm sure you can find it. But, man, there's a lot of, a lot of, nice stuff going on down there. I like it, you know. And and the 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 atmosphere at night, you know, is just a little bit different, you know. It's like it's just a nice place to be. I would think more festive. Like they have more outside stuff to do. You know what I mean? Like how we have stuff yeah. that's inside like bowling and shooting pool and go-kart ride, and I would imagine they would have more outside stuff, like horseback riding, beach stuff, you know what I mean? Man, yeah, the music, the music is the one thing that I've always noticed that is just really nice everywhere you go. I don't know, maybe sometimes it's just a one person on a piano, or there's a three-man group playing, or something is, is put together, and it's very entertaining. It's like, you know, wow, how how is this? There, there's people are so there's so many talented people in the world, and you just uh, you just think to yourself, how isn't this person known somewhere bigger than just in this room right, right, now? right, so right, or on this beach or something? I, you know, it's, I agree it's wild. with you because I feel like even I feel like even when I'm walking down the streets of New York, like I encounter people that are on the corner just making money, playing drums on buckets and killing it. Right, and I always think to myself, like, what happened to you know what I mean? Like, what happened in their life that they are doing this as opposed to, you know, being a a a musical genius teaching at a school or something? You know what I mean? You just never know what people's story are. Yeah, crazy, huh? I think everybody has a everybody has a book to contribute. I, you know, I was always thinking about writing a book or making a movie. I just never got around to doing it. But I think yeah. that, uh, well, you know, it's you, a, know, I'm, you know, it's attainable. It's something that you can do. I was actually talking to my son about this. Uh, you know, you don't have to be, uh, you don't have to have a PhD to, PhD to be an author. You know, they have they have things to actually actually show you how to format, you know, your own book. So. It, it can be done, you know. A lot of people just don't take the step to do it. I think once once well, I get to that point, what would your book be about? Where... Would it be about your life? Would it be about like your, your journey? Would it be about what do you think your book would be about if you did write one? I think if I if I was to write a book, I would write a book about about women, the women in my life. And it would go from because you know I've been married. This is my my fourth marriage, but and it ain't all negative marriage. because I've my fourth marriage. So what I would do is I would uh, write a book. I already have the name title. That it would be all my loves, and it would be about the women in my life, and and more than just my wives though. 
because you uh, obviously you have more than right. one you woman got mom, you got in your mom life that you yes, yeah, moms, right. sisters, your cousins, you know, all of that stuff. And I think I could genuinely uh, write a chapter of each of those women that I love through my throughout my life into a chapter. And and how and how they contributed to your life, probably I'm sure. To, yeah, to whatever it is that that, that I deemed was important. Yeah, that I think that I think I could, it would be I very. I mean, that would make sense because you know, that would make sense because you know, just being and if you have you know sisters and and a mom and you've been in four relationships, it's it's safe to say that you have a really good idea about women. Period. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, my father, he was uh, he was he was just as bad as me, you know, so. I have a couple of stepmothers that would, would have a chapter too, because you know they also played a big role in my life. You know, I had a a different type of upbringing. My father had uh, nine kids with seven women, so you know, oh it, wow, it, it, that yeah, that's a that's a different whole different animal, you know. And uh, right, the Absolutely. bad thing about that is it, it, that's not a successful relationship type of thing. You know, he always used to say. Uh, I'm probably not the best person for you to take relationship advice from, seeing I'm not good at them. And I, and <laughs> that was the truth, you know. Right. I, I, you know I also but say you that must have gotten, but you must have gotten better with with each relationship, though. You know what I'm saying? Like you've had to have gained something, some knowledge from you know being in those relationships because you, there's no way you can walk away from those relationships and say that you haven't learned something different from each woman. Oh, you know man. what I mean? Cause from, you each, have. from each from each woman from each woman. Right. Like one of one of them, one of them taught me they not to handle things different. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Everyone tell me something different. Uh-oh. Yeah. The thing about it is, is you want me to tell you what the most important. The most important uh, lesson that I ever learned in all my relationships is to never ignore the red flags. There's red flags all the time. The people are constantly telling you who they are, no matter what, no matter where you're at, no matter what type of relationship it is. There's always going to be a red flag here and there. Some of them ain't very important. You know, they're not. Some of them are, and you got to pay attention to those because they don't go away. So people don't, as much as people say, you, you can grow in everything. You can grow and you can be a better person, and but you got to lead yourself up to that. But as far as yeah. a, 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 one, a 180 change, those that's the impossibility because eventually you're going to show who you are, and that's who you are all the time. You, you don't, you don't, you can't escape Absolutely. it. Absolutely. You can't wear you, that mask is, forever. It's going to come off after a while. Right. You, you cannot escape who you are as a being, you know, and, and that's what it is. You know, you got to just, and, and trust, and trust yourself on that too, because, you know, if someone's going to care for you, really care for you and love you and all that good stuff, they're going to accept you for, with your flaws. Or without them, so you you gotta absolutely. you gotta find that absolutely you have to, absolutely that, you, once you and I you think, can't and hide I, forever. And I think for me, and I think for me, uh, thankfully I have found that in relationships, 
Um, you know, I'm I'm still very good friends with three of my elementary school friends. And, you know, we grew up right. together, so we kind of we knew each other's faults from when we were kids, and we have a better understanding as to why we have those faults. I've seen Gary's dad right. sip and cluck up on his mom. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've seen why Gary is the way that he is. I, I, you know, that's still my nigga. I still, I know that Netta is fucked up in the head because of such and such with her mom and dad. I know why, because I used to stay the night at their house all the time when I was a kid. I know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know the foundation yeah. of it. So it's like an unconditional love. It's hard to find that in a mate. Do you yeah. understand what I'm saying? Because a yeah. lot of times you are already in you are already who you are, you know what I'm saying? And they don't understand why you may be insecure about certain things because they didn't watch you growing up to understand why. So it don't make no sense to them. You understand what I mean? Oh, for so, sure. You know, it's and, then, and then it's different, different perspectives and relationship building is, is something to be said because, you know, some people say, you know, you have a certain type of personality if you're not able to, maintain um, healthy relationships, which is true. You should be able to maintain healthy relationships. I don't care if it's a friendship with, you know, a friend or uh, or your a family member or whatever, you should be able to have a a steady relationship with one or at least two people in your life. And um, I don't think people consider, take those things into consideration. People don't look at marriage as serious as some people look at marriage as a, a, a financial game. Some people look at marriage as, um, oh, now I don't have to do everything on my own, per se. Um, yeah. I could a put this more on that person. Right. Partnership, the, the, exactly. The scary, hey, the, scary thing, the scary thing about all of that is, is and then, you know, uh, people want you to open up and tell them all those deep, dark secrets and, about yourself and and why you might think the way you think and all that. And that's hard to do. Because when you do all that, I think it is, it is all... hard to open up to people on that level because, you know, trust is, is earned and you don't Man. just automatically, you know what I'm saying? You don't automatically trust yes. people when you meet them. It takes a long time. Yes. And I've even learned that it's, I've been deceived so many times, it can take years. Like, I've I've been deceived for years. There were red flags everywhere. I used to have people tell me not to hang out with certain people. And I'd be like, no, they cool, da 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 And then i find out later. You know, that's happened to me several times. You know why? Because I don't be judging people. You know, I like people for who they are. If they got if they crazy and they got to come from a crazy family or they a little fucked up in the head, okay, so am I. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm not I'm not tripping off of that. I'm not trying to dissect everything that people say. I'm not trying to figure everything out. If anything is confusing to me, I, it, I it's time for me to go because if I can't understand wrong with it, because I'm a very Word. understanding person. Yeah. You know, and, and so then the thing about that, and the, and the thing about opening up like that too is is once and once you give them it, once you give them your your secrets like that. Now you're at their mercy because now they know what to do to hurt you. They you just gave them the whole oh absolutely the whole absolutely and and, and but see that but and that's the worst don't right realize, there they... right. But it it's not nothing. It's not nothing that I wouldn't do that I wouldn't own up to. You know I'm I'm grown right. as hell. 
You know, people can try to call me out on shit, but guess what? I'll probably own up to it and then check you as to why you that concerned about what the fuck I'm doing. Because that's where I'm going to go with it. Like, why are you over? You understand what I'm saying? That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, I did oh, yeah. such and such. And, bitch, what the fuck that's got to do with anything? I'm still I'm still who I am. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I'm oh, still yeah. going to be able to do X, Y, and Z. I'm still going to, you know, it's just, it's it's ridiculous, you know? So it's like you really have to, you know, watch who you are around because you just you just never know. You know, people don't always have your best interests. And um, they don't, you know, they don't, they don't. So, and that's in any relationship, that's in friendship, marriage, you know, people just don't have loyalty and it's hard to trust people. People be on some different shit. You find out five years after being with somebody that they like to put peanut butter in their booty hole. You know what I'm saying? Like you just, you just <laughs> never know what people are into now. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, I mean, I'm but just throwing some crazy stuff there, but you know, though. right? You know, time. but I'm just saying that's that's disgusting. You didn't have to take it there. <laughs> 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 but yeah, you know, it's just you never know a person. I I even tell my kids now it takes about a good five years to get to know somebody. You know, I married yeah. I married somebody that I was with for two years. Well, we were together for a year, and then we were engaged for a year, and then we were married. And um, I really feel like shortly after that, maybe a year after that, I started seeing a different person. You know what I'm saying? It's like, who the hell is this? You know, like, I I know I'm not accustomed to this is who I am. This is who I've always been. Anybody that's close to me will tell you that I haven't changed that much. I mean, I've matured a lot. I don't. I'm not, you know, I'm not as hot-headed as I used to be. I've calmed down in that regard, you know, but I'm pretty much the same person. But when somebody just changed overnight like that, like cray-cray, Man. <laughs> like, what the, Don't what I know the it. hell hey, I remember, did I get myself into? Hey, hey, I remember I thought I was doing something. I, I was with one of my, when I got with my second wife, I was like, I was with her for like seven years, and then I got married. Seven, like we had bought a house and everything. And then I was like, "All right, I like the way this is. I guess I can get married." Then I got married, and she wanted to change all the rules. All married men don't do this, and married men don't do that. I was like, "Hold up here." The reason I got married is because I like the way the married relationship was. Married because I like the way you raised. Right. I like the way she was wanna, going. I didn't <laughs> think I was going to get married and now everything's got to be different. I thought we were good, you know? Right. And, and it was like how, and I wasn't even doing was nothing, you know? That's the thing that made me so mad. Right. Right. So then, you I know. mean, well, I would imagine. I would imagine so. I mean, that's that's frustrating because, you know, when you get married, you feel like this is the person that's accepting who you are right now and the things that you're Word. doing right now. Like, don't try to change that you're accepting right now because men are pretty easy. You know, they, they dudes are easy. You know what I'm saying? I, I knew exactly, you know, what, what to expect of my ex. I knew what he wanted to do, where he wanted to go, who he was going with. I knew all those things. You know what I'm saying? Like, that wasn't a... I, we never had problems with like infidelity or anything because he was just so routine that I knew. 
he was going to go from work, from work, from work to wrestling, from wrestling to Dukes or Logans or, you know what I'm saying, and have and mm. hang out and watch a game. Like, that was a routine thing. And women, I feel like, can be mixed signals. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of women, and maybe because I have brothers and I have a lot of male friends that I'm just kind of, I be looking at women sideways sometimes, like, now, why would you do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah. Why would, you know, why would you do certain things? But, you know, we have to think about it, too. That all goes back to background. Like, what kind of mother did she have? Like, what kind of environment did she grow up in? Was she loved? Was she abandoned? Hey, was she hey, told have, she was smart? Have you, have you noticed, though, have you noticed, that there's a lot of dudes out here are not trying to have no more relationships out here. They are yeah. like they are like done. They're like finished. They're like, oh no. And I'm like, a you lot of people not having a lot of people not having children. Man. Hey, I, I know dudes that are like, I ain't been on a date in years and I don't even care. He said, Before yep. I have somebody come and disrupt my whole life and just try to get me for everything I got, I'd rather just not do nothing and just stay yep. to myself. He says, he says, I might get lonely. He said, but that's why I bought this dog. Cause he says, at least the dog is happy to see me when I come home. Right. Like, you know, right. I, I never even thought about it like that when, when he said, at least the dog is happy to see me. It's happy to see me. Once I come yep. through the door. He said, hey, yep. a bunch of ya, 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 all in my ear. Didn't even say hello. And you just on right. me like that. Uh, and, you know, people sometimes <laughs> right. they ask me, how come you've been divorced so many times? I said, I can't live like that right there. That's not, right. I don't, at least say hello to me before start messing. You know, I've been dealing with these folks all day. And now I come home from work right. and I got to just eat it. And uh-uh. I, look forward, I look forward to coming home. I look forward to coming uh-huh. home. You're supposed to have There's peace nothing at worse home, than you know? Looking forward to coming home, and then, you know, you feel oh. like, damn, you know, she don't oh, want me here. I'm a, I'm a thorn in her side now. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, then, hey, and don't and don't come home to a, oh, uh, just your house is just raggedy, you know. you. It just makes you feel like you're working for nothing, you know, like what happened But do you think not women I, now? Not that I went through that, but I, I've seen other dudes go through that. I ain't never been in a relationship like that where I my woman don't especially um um american women you know a lot of women are, are we're spoiled you know what i'm saying like if your mom wasn't a cooker and a cleaner chances are your kids aren't going to be cookers and cleaners and we grew up in the generation of cooking our kids right. grew up in a generation of fast food so <clears throat> we're, we're we're used to like Fast food is like a treat to me, and sometimes I don't even care to eat fast food. I'd rather go to a restaurant and eat, but <clears throat> it tears my stomach up. But these kids, they don't even know how to cook because they they too easily accessible. Bad food is too easily accessible to them. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just what it is. That's why they be but, looking all yeah. crazy so, like that. You see... You, you see some of them kids' bodies out here? Oh, They're yeah. Just like, nah. a, lot of these, a lot of people are not, a lot of people are not in good shape. 
Mm-mm. And that's just they just don't take care of themselves. And I don't know I don't know what it is. It's it's choices, really. I can't say I don't know what it is. It's choices because yeah. <clears throat> you can choose to eat better food. Um, you can you know you can choose to not drink heavily every day or drink pop for every beverage that you drink. You know what I'm saying? Like that's it's all a choice. It you is know, all we a already choice. going Man, we going down hard. I'm telling you right now cuz these I'm kids you, are I'm aging you hard this right enough. now. I'm telling you right now though, I choose to drink that Coca-Cola with every meal. Mhm. And I love I, I actually juice. like that's the I only love, that's really the only pop that I like or soda that I like. Coca-Cola. Yeah. It's delicious. It's delicious. I try mm-hmm. to limit myself to to one a day. But I I'm telling you I just I can't do the diet pop. I don't like the taste of it. Can't do it. But I'll drink a right. I'll drink Coca-Cola boy, them mugs are just delicious. And you know what? You know, I'm, I think the I'm, diet I'm pop is scaling back on, on alcohol it's, it's too. A, you know, I haven't really been. Yeah, I don't like that aftertaste. Yeah, I don't like it's the aftertaste. Of diet. It almost sticks to your teeth. And, then, just, and you know what? Your body it, don't even it, know how to. It's, they say your body don't even know how to process that that fake that fake sugar. That fake you sugar. Know? You know what? Mm-hmm. Let me just say this. I don't think it's any better than regular pop. I think right? whatever supplement that they use is is just as is just as bad as whatever it was originally made with. That's just you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um. Oh, I was <clears throat> I was going to go to this article um, that um, is on Hollywood. Um, hit Hollywood. Hollywood in Toto or Toto. Um, it's the it's the right take on entertainment, and there's this article uh-huh. in there. I want to kind of talk about it, and it's about woke, or you know the term woke that we live in now. This woke generation, woke mm-hmm. killed comedy. Uh, that's the title. Oh. Is that woke killed comedy? And uh, <laughs> they're basically they're basically came up with a list of numbers as to how. Um, this is a true thing. Um, it just says it seems uh, Roy Price had tweeted, does it seem odd that comedy as a share of the U.S. box office is down 21% in 2008 and 10% in 2022? And that's counting many family films as comedy. So people are still like, people still like to laugh, but it just seems like, because of all the stuff that's going on in the world, it's it's dumbed down comedy or it's darkened up comedy. Um, and I I believe this to be true in a lot of regards. Like even now, have you ever have you noticed that now a lot of the dialogue in comedy rooms is suicide and and, right. and killing and dying and and you know what I'm saying? Like there's no other funny. There's nothing. There's nothing else to make funny. Like we're talking about people taking their lives, which is a serious topic and a serious thing for a lot of families. And now comedians are making light of that. Do you just think that 
this whole woke stuff is has just messed the whole game up. Yeah, I, I'm so sick of the woke stuff. It's ridiculous. You know, it's like you can't talk about nothing anymore. It's like everything is so taboo to talk on, you know, and it's like everybody's so super sensitive and it's like, oh, if I can't say this, you can't say that. And it's like, what kind of generation have we brought up here where you can't take any type of criticism or anything at all without right. getting all sensitive or, or and get your feelings all hurt? Right. We all get poked at. We all get made fun of. Like, we all mm-hmm. have something that, you know, is an insecurity of ours that people make fun of. That's the whole point of even, like, jonesing. When we was growing up, singing, like, you went for the yeah. jugular. You know what I'm saying? You, you went to hurt feelings. And people laughed yeah. because it was funny. You know what I'm saying? It was funny. Red Fox. Red Fox. Red Fox talked about midgets, retard, well, you know, the special needs, uh, little people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you I, you I know, the you thing know, about I, it is, I said the crazy thing about it is um, is now you can't do any of that stuff. You got to have to know, to know the perfect word to say to be able to bring any type of genre in. And then once you bring them in, <laughs> You got to worry about how, if anybody is in there that can make uh, waves about how bad it is that you're talking about this. And then it just continues right. to snowball into something crazy. And the problem with it is, is, is you know, once once you can't make fun of anything, it, it, it's insane. And you know what makes me so mad about it is everybody says they want to be treated equally. I want to be treated equally. They want to be treated equally. Everybody wants to be treated equally. Well, you should be able to make fun of everybody just as equal because what's the difference? I can make fun of this person, but I can't make fun of that person. What is all of this? What happened to freedom of speech and being free to be able to say and do whatever you want? And And now all of a sudden it all has to stop because your feelings get hurt? No. If you're going to wear the badge of honor of whatever it is you represent, then take it when they Uh give it to you and either way it comes. That's being treated and not equally. Only that, but now right. But you're coming to a comedy show. Like, you're coming yeah. to see comedy. This is not a personal shot at you. No one, no, no comic alive got up on stage and thought to themselves, I'm going to find a white woman in a red shirt and I'm going to blaze her up tonight. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody <laughs> selected you personally. And and, right. and and made this joke for you. You understand what I'm saying? Like, if yeah. you don't like it, don't laugh. If you want to insult us, don't laugh. That's what I tell people. If you don't think that's it's funny, don't insult. laugh. Then that's, that's the insult. You understand what I'm saying? Not yelling out, yeah. not walking out, not starting shit. Not, none of that is productive. Or none of that's going to be, that's just going to fuel our fire. That's just yeah. going to give us more. You know what I'm saying? To to say ammunition. more to act, act, act you know, you absolutely, know. absolutely ammunition. Yeah. If anybody yep. ever walks out on one of my shows, boy, I blaze them up real good all the way out. Just because I mean, as, you know what you, you come should. here for. Because if you interrupt my show, I'm gonna make you the show. I'm gonna yep. turn you into the show. We're gonna have everybody laughing at you. Absolutely. But I do. I agree. I think that I think the woke generation and I think all everything that's going on in the world 
has definitely watered down our content and what we're able to do and what we're able to say. I think that, you know. What happened to freedom of speech, though? You know, isn't this a freedom of speech country? We're all in America so that we can be free to say whatever we want. Now we got to subconsciously be aware of what somebody's going to be heard about because you said something. If somebody says something, you should be able to ignore it and go your own way. Everybody doesn't have the same opinion. We're not supposed to. Why are they trying to condition us all to have to live by an unspoken rule that somebody made up? You know what it is? Yeah, some people, that... Some mm-hmm. people are offended about uh, certain conversations that aren't allowed. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. for instance, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it, like saying the N word, okay? So some oh, people yeah. are mad because they're not allowed to say it. So don't say it. Right. Don't say it. But that, right. but that doesn't make you have to eliminate every other word and the whole that offends every single person. Now everybody, you can't put a lump at all into one big thing. Now nobody can talk about all these things. Well, so what if they? So now, if it's okay for you to say it, can we go back to saying anything else that we want to say? Because that's what it seems like. It seems like people. Some people are mad because they're not allowed to do things, and now they want nobody to be able to do anything. And that's what it is. It's right. an unspoken rule made up by people trying to control the whole narrative of the world. Ridiculous. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I think that it's gotten out of hand because. Really, at the end of the day, we are all humans. We all have our own lives. And after we leave out of that building, we got to go back to them regular lives. It is That's not right. that serious. I just think that it's <laughs> not that serious. I think, you know what I mean? Like, it's so ridiculous that it's not that serious. It's ridiculous. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It's, it does. It's just, it's just something that I feel like, first of all, I feel like this world has already gone damn bananas. Like laughter is like one of bananas. Laughter is like the only thing that brings us together and we enjoy laughing together. People enjoy Mm -hmm. laughing together. You know, that is really the only form, art form that we have that we are able to accomplish that. And I think it should be respected a lot more than what it is. I think people don't respect the craft. Um, I think people don't respect the hustle. Um, Apple uh, would actually try to cheat their way instead of getting up on these stages and and traveling and and doing the hustle that a lot of comedians have to do to network and get their name out there. Um, And it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate, but it's the world that we live in now. Comedy and entertainment is different. We've talked about it before. You know, you can do 15 years of stand-up, and then the dude next door to you can post a TikTok video dancing goofy, and oh, overnight he's a he got flipping a million followers sharing his video, <laughs> trying to book him for a show. You understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's crazy. You ever see? You ever see some of them guys though? They come out and they do a comedy show, and they're not even funny. Well, no, I actually met you know Marcus. I met you know Marcus, and he's a skit dude, but he's actually funny. He's um, he's Corey Holcomb's co-host. Oh, is he? He's a country boy. His, his yeah, name but, is Marcus. But, but, you know, 
but they're not all like that though. You know, no. they're not all super spontaneous and, and awesome. You know, they don't get no, me wrong. No, there's some he, of them out he, there that are that are bangers, but there's some other ones. I'll tell he, you, I've seen another guy, and, and he was not funny. I'm sorry. I hate to say it. He right. had to go on after me. It was bad for him. Right. Right. Well, I tell you what, I am impressed with D.C. Youngfly. I, I had the pleasure of oh. doing a show with him. When he decided he's, he's amazing, to, um, when he when he decided to, because he he came out as a skit artist when they had those little six minute skippets, the little Vine the, videos. The, That's the how vines, he got yeah. popular. The Vines, yep, they had the Vines. Yep. Well, <clears throat> that's how he blew up. But he said that he, you know, he started getting flack from stand up comedians about what he did, and he respects stand up, so he got together with some other stand-ups, and they helped groom him into a comedian. And D.C. is hilarious. And I had the pleasure yeah, of doing really this, one of his shows with him, and he did good then. Like, I was really I, really impressed because I knew him from the Vine. So, you right. know. I, I see, he, I've seen him before, wanted, too. You've seen him before, the, before he started doing stand-up? No, no, no. I seen him after. I seen him. I went to go see uh, the whole Wild and Out thing over in Detroit at oh. the uh, Little Caesars Arena. So I, I went to go see okay. the, the whole show. So they did the whole show. You know how they do it, with interacting with the whole crowd. But in throughout the middle of of the skits, they would do some stand up, and DC did it. Uh, Carlos Miller. And um, what was that? There was another one. I can't remember who the third one was. But was they it, all uh, did, uh, was it Chico? Was it Chico? Yeah, it, it was Chico Bling. Yeah, Carlos Miller, Chico, Chico, Chico Bling, and um, and um, what was his name? He's got the braids. He's got the braids. I can't remember his name right now. But anyway, they all did a they all did a set. In between the thing, and they did well. They did well. Now, them dudes right there, the art form that they have is is incredible. But most of it is all improv. But they were very well. You could tell that their jokes were they were they weren't like a hundred percent scripted. But they they took some time for them to put their set together, and it was decent, like really good. I laughed a lot. I had a great right. time at that show. But then, but not everybody okay. is at not everybody is at that level. When you mention anybody in that group right there, like they're they're the elite, you know, they're like really good at at everything that they're doing right now. They're hot. They're on fire, as a matter of fact. And uh, but that's not everybody. And you know, like you said, you can have your neighbor who put out one funny thing out here, and he gets he gets a shot, and that's that's like yeah, a beautiful thing. But shot. that's but that. <laughs> But you got. But you have to. Uh, you have to continue to put yourself out there because you don't know what it is that you. That might be your Absolutely. springboard into 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 stardom. This is the thing, Absolutely. which is awesome. And that's, that's, that, that that made me think of that one comedian, Desi, Desi, <clears throat> Desi, that talks about Parnell all the time. Yeah. And he does skits with Pretty B. That's how he started out too. He blew up doing skits, and then when he got on the road, he had a hard time um, doing comedy. Another one was um, um, uh, what's his name? He's from Detroit. Very funny. 
um oh, I can't think of his name right now, but he 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 did the same thing too, you know, he struggled in stand up after, you know, getting notoriety from all of these skits. And uh they're doing good now, you know. I think it's about, you know, how bad you want it. You know, some yeah. people know that this is a lucrative business and if they put the money in it and they put the time in it, they're gonna get something out of it. You know? Right. Other people like like with me with my situation, I'm still pretty involved with my family. You know what I'm saying? So I could do a lot more probably if I could work a job, have that time off to be able to travel. But instead, I got to be here. I got to hustle. You know what I'm saying? I got to do whatever I got to do and take whatever opportunities that I can take. But I'm not doing it as much as I used to. I'm doing it less. I make more, but I do it less. You know what I'm saying? I don't do it as much as I would like to do it. But comedy, you know, comedy is, is is a... ongoing thing. Like I said, I'm going to do a run in New York since I'm going to that thing. I was like, I might as well go down a couple of days early and stay a few days later and hit some stages. <clears throat> I know some people awesome. I can reach out to. Yeah, I'm going to get my ticket right after I get back from this trip. And then I got to go back to Texas because the Red Wine reunion is going to be in Texas. Shout out to the Red Wines in Texas. Your girl's gonna be down there May 11th through Mother's Day, so you gotta, I'm coming you gotta on find down. A stage. You gotta find a stage to get on down there in front of your whole family. That's uh, what you I'm doing do. five shows. I'm doing five shows on the 11th through the 13th. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. Your girl's love, out here. You know, I'm low. I'm low key doing some stuff. I was gonna tell yeah, you about that, is, but you know, we on the air after. After we get off the air, I'll tell you about, you know, the aftermath, you know, some other dope stuff. But, yeah, you know, I got some stuff going on. I'm trying, I'm trying to keep my foot in it. Like I said, I'm still I'm still a nanny, you know. I got my grandbaby. Yeah. I'm helping with her. And, um, you know, I want my daughter to, you know, I'm trying to help her get a house. I would like her to have a house within the next year. And, you know, allow her to be able to, you know, have a room for me so I can come and go, you know, like that type of situation. That would be awesome. It would be awesome because I'm really not trying to be here that much. Eventually, I'd like to get to a place where I relocate, you know. I just haven't figured out where I want to relocate, but I can't take too many more winners now. This is getting ridiculous. I love Miss. I love Michigan, but I would rather be in some nice, warm weather right now where our good folks are at. And shout out to Caribbean Radio Show because y'all are doing a thing and allowing us independent people to come on here and share our stories and just chat it out about stuff that's going on. Now, we're coming up to the last half hour of the show. Are you able to hang out for the last half hour, Peggy? We're going to take another break. I ain't got nothing to do. All right, all right. I'm, well, I'm y'all hold on and Peggy. Come right back after this. We're going to finish up the show, but I'm going to leave you with a few songs here. And we're going we're gonna to start out with some Shaba because I love me some Shaba Ranks. <clears throat> that's, that's my that's my uh my Rasta boo or my, my reggae boo or my Jamaican boo. Whatever boo is supposed to be, my Caribbean boo. That's who Shabba is. He's not real handsome in the face, 
but I don't, I don't know if I let them, you know, hit, but we can go out to dinner or something. You hear me, Shaba? It's your girl, Danny Redwine. We'll be right back. Shaba. India. Yeah, it's an A, it's an A, double B, an A, 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 can A, F. Always the best. Fly the flag. Stop mob. Always. Do the jump, flung the flag. Yeah, fly the flag. Lot of mercy. Fly the flag. People. My name is a little loader. Hello, my name is a rip up the floor. Great three times for me on the floor. Shabba, shabba, shabba. Oh man, say that little little loader. Hello, my name is a rip up the floor. Great three times for me on the floor. Shabba, shabba, shabba. Hey, hello, my name. Come to my name. Call out my name. Call out my name. Now stop until it reaches all of them. Say your body wants shabba, not the same. People, hello, my name. Come to my name. Call out my name. Call out my name. Now stop until it reaches all of them. Anytime. I'm in the need of two cold places, to non-believer, in a believer, come code of paper, follow the procedure, me no rocking but follow the leader, it does go jump off a fool them shoulder, chop off them head, win me craver, from Jamaica right back to Geneva, chop a rank in a two cold places, shabba, shabba, ring, shabba, 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 
Getting so much money, it's like I just rob a bank.
Batman broke in and he a move back a electric He's like a basketball, she take time out the vomit We listen to me silent, we listen to me lyric I been him and they are me a drop it I said, Sim Sima, who got the keys to my bima? Who am I? The girls them sugar How can I make love to a fella in a rush? Pass me the keys to my truck Who am I? The girls them luck And I and I will make love to fucker I can't believe the day my friend him tell me that she please I don't believe he's angry and I don't believe he's grief I don't believe he's Susan or the other girls I read The love for me to have that is the only thing I need I don't intend right now just to lose my main trees Oh, once and I'm hella you a killer Girl, you roll you up, she on me body under pressure Man, see your body all a kill my sister When your body right, just to know you got the power But, Sim Sima, who got the keys to my bima? Who am I? The girls them sugar how can I make love to a fella in a rush? Pass me the keys to my truck. Who am I? The girls them luck. And I and I will make love to press up. Come. I tell myself I don't want nobody else to ever love me. You are my God inside my shining light. I love you, baby. But that day you leave and you're gone. I know that girls they joking crazy. I know the girls love some, all of them are rock come, cause the whole of them want this baby. I told you once and I told you twice, that I am the girls, them sugar. Now the girls are my top me and the girls are my rush me, because they are driving the beamer. And the girls them flavor, I'm, I'm no slaver, I am the helper, no helper. And a girl loves watch her, I want to know her, and listen when the DJ said, Sim Sima, pass me the keys to my Bima. Oh my, the girls them sugar, how can I make love to a fella in a rush? Pass me the keys to my truck. Oh my, the girls them luck, and I and I will make love to fresh up. Sim Sima, who got the keys to my Bima? Oh my, the girls them sugar. Jeez. All right, we are back, and it is Friday, y'all. It's Friday afternoon, single de Mayo, so a lot of people are getting lifted right now, celebrating, and you know, that's what it is. We are here at the Caribbean Radio Show. We're doing this comedy chat. We do this every Friday from 12 to 2, and it's just me getting with another comedian, and we just chopping it up about what's going on, if there's anything to talk about in regards to comedy and most of our experiences and things that we go through as comedians. So tell a friend to tell a friend. We're going to start getting some more listeners. The more listeners we get, the more guests we get. We're starting to look for sponsorships. So we're starting to get letters out here so that we can generate some more content for our audience. And that's what we're doing here. So we're starting out our afternoon just chatting it up with your girl, Denny Redwine. I am here. I'm the host of the uh, comedy chat here, and my grandbaby is in the background, and she's not happy, so we're going to pull our guest in. Ow. Yep, you already know how it is, Pagan. It's, they don't want to do nothing right until you're doing something. Then they want to cut up when you're doing something. You know what I'm saying? Like, they start <laughs> acting up as soon as you need them to be true. She's supposed to be taking a nap. She takes a nap every every day normally. She knows that I'm up doing something that doesn't have anything to do with her, so now she got an attitude. Mm-mm. 
got to put that attitude in check. You know you can't be letting no girl get on top of you. As soon as she mounts you, you she'll ride you like a pony. That's how they Absolutely. are. They Absolutely. get you wrapped around that finger and it's over. It's over. And it's like they know it. Intuitively, <laughs> I think that they know that they are the baby and that uh-huh. you have to, they rely, you know what I'm saying? They rely on you and you know it. Mm-hmm. So they take full advantage of that. He can easily 100%. get down off his table, but because she knows that I'm in here doing my thing, of course, she wants me to come and get her off the table. Anything that's mm-hmm. difficult, you know what I'm saying? Like, it can never be easy. But anyway, you know, as I was listening to music, I was like, what is going on, like, in comedy? Like, you know, like the best shows. A lot of people ask me, and I'm pretty sure that you get the same thing, but a lot of people always ask me, where can you find comedy at? Like, where is, like, the best place to find local comedy? What do you usually tell people if, if they ask you that? When they ask me, uh, like, about in my own scene or, or any scene? Because, you know, there's, there's pretty Just much any a scene comedy scene. Just any scene in general. Like, anybody, like, we, we're talking to the Caribbean people, so I'm sure they probably can apply the same things that we apply to. What's just the basis of looking for, you know, somewhere to get comedy? You know, social media will guide you in the right direction. You can go to almost any city, I bet, in in, in the United States or Caribbean and type in where can I see local comedy at, and it'll bring you up to a site where somebody is doing something somewhere. And you know what? Sometimes those small little venues, that hole in the wall someplace where up-and-coming open mics are and all that kind of stuff, they're a lot of fun, you know. Sometimes they're hit and miss because, you, are absolutely you know, the, com- right. the comedians are new. Rooms. I like those rooms that where there's only like I 50 love those to 60 people like can that. fit in there. Me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. I have a great appreciation oh. for them. I feel like they're more... You know, they're more intimate. You're more comfortable with the people. You, it feels more family-oriented. It feels Man, warmer. You, you go in there right. and you make yourself at home. You know, you you in there, it's like you're sitting almost like you're sitting in somebody's living room and they're just telling you their business. And it's, it's that's the fun stuff about it, you know. That's, and it's intimate. You're right there. It's nice and close. And, and And they need a crowd. They need people in there so they can laugh, you know. It's what makes it so much fun. Nobody likes to go do comedy in front of a bunch of other comedians, but we do it, though, don't we, Danny? We do Absolutely. it. You know, we'll go in Absolutely. there. There'll be, there'll be five people that ain't there uh, to do comedy, and we still will do comedy in front of all of them. The five people Absolutely. And, and, I've done, a, I've done comedy comedians. in an audience of three. It was an audience of yeah. three, okay? <laughs> if I counted the so comedians, I, I think it probably would have been me. seven of them. <laughs> There was hey, more comedians than there was an audience, but, but it was a good show. We had a good time. We talked directly to them. Everybody talked directly to them and had a good conversation. They were a great couple. They had good responses. You know what I mean? It was it was just fun. So Yeah, I always say I only need one person to listen to me. That's it. Otherwise, I'm talking to myself and I'm crazy. So. I don't want to be doing that, but that's that's the truth, man. Right. I mean, it don't matter how many people are in there, but the more you get in there, the more money, the more fun it is. You know, that's when that's when the fun things happen. 
you know, get people right. out of there, out of out of the house. You know, it's a cheap night. Usually, you know, it's a two-drink minimum. They want you to come in. There's no cover at the door. You go in there. Right. You go in for free. You, you, you get yourself a couple of drinks and you have some laughs and you go home. It's a beautiful thing, you know. It's usually it, it it's usually on a weekday, like a Wednesday or a Thursday or a Tuesday or a Sunday night. And you know, that that's that's the stuff I like. I I still do open mics right now to this day. I'll think of a joke and I'll and I'll go to run to a, a a small little venue and do it just to see how it hits. You know, and that that's what Me I like too. to do. I've that's done that I've done that when I'm out of town too. If I'm out of town and I have a little extra time on my hands, see if there's something in my in that area that's not far to Uber from. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love doing that. I love going to a, a new town and, and and doing something somewhere, you know, even if it's for free. You know, I sometimes I you know, it's all about the money. Don't get me wrong. Everybody wants to make money. But I love comedy so much that I can't yeah, tell you how many money for me. free jokes I've given. <laughs> I've, I've given so many. I just want the microphone, you know, just give it here. But, you know, don't get me wrong. Everybody wants to make money, but I've never I turned down too, some stage time. I'll I tell do you that. Do that. I do go to open I get on open mics. I go to open mics and, and just, you know what I'm saying? I just sign up for open mics just to get that out my, because I do like being on stage, but. You know, now it's like you get to a point to where it's like you can do it. You just got to market yourself a little bit more. You know, I'm learning that you got to put yourself out there a little bit more. Luckily, I've been putting myself out there for a while now. So now I'm starting to get a buzz. You know what I'm saying? But it takes a a while to to get to a place where you're like, okay, it's time to make some money doing this. If I'm going to go out of town. I don't even care. I don't even care if it's $50. You know what I'm saying? But if you're going down there and you're from out of town and your name is is popular somewhere, then you need to go, you need to continue to go there. Like that should be a yearly, wherever you're popular. And, you know, you can look at your statistics. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Look at your statistics. Yeah, you can look at your statistics. On, I think you can do it on Facebook too, but also on whatever your most popular page is. Look on your statistics and see where you are popular at. For me, it's New mm. York, which is pretty dope. But um, so New dope. York is where I try to go once a year because my name, people know my name over there. I can go to a couple open mic, go to some mics. I can call up and get on some shows and get some money put in my pocket. Because I've been on stages down there before, that's so you know it's, it's yeah, you know guess, it's, it's dope. That's one but, thing. That's that's one I, thing about me, Danny, that I never really did. I never really uh, uh, went out of town and really gave it the the big pursuit. You know, to go all in, to throw it in, to put everything into the right. middle of the table. But and I, de- try I to definitely, get it. I definitely got to give it to Barb for the whole traveling thing because. She definitely instilled that in me to to want to do comedy outside of your home. You know what I mean? Like, right. it, it's an experience, but it makes you a better comedian. Um, people don't yeah. realize how much of a better comedian it makes you because it puts you around other comedians. And those comedians, 
love comedy too, but they they might be on a crazy level with it. <laughs> right. Some people, some people be on a crazy level with making it. Got to hold that whole aura. You know what I'm saying? You have to really like watch, you know, yourself and who you're around in this business. So I bet. But it's a very rewarding business. I love. You know, it it gives me joy. I enjoy myself making people laugh. I that I you know I most of the time I'm laughing too because you know I'm I'm blown away that it's going on and we yeah. have fun. You know what I mean? It's it's a whole vibe. It is. I love. I love. I love it. Don't get me wrong. I I really do. There's me nothing too. like it. I, Nothing like it. Nothing like it. And people that people that haven't done it don't can't understand. It's just something that you have to do it to understand it. And I'm a I'm a true believer that everybody should contribute five to ten minutes on the stage if they could. Well, three even. You know what I mean? Like three. I feel like people should contribute something to the mic because we all have some. Just like with a book, we all have something that we went through that was probably comedic. I went to an open mic the other day, and uh, a guy comes in there, rode his bike up to it. He said, uh, hi, "He said I heard you guys got an open mic in here." And uh, some and that was at where Parrot? At the Parrot. Where was it at Parrot? At the Parrot, yeah, over in Holland, over in Holland, Michigan. So they have an open mic there on Thursday nights. Hundred Miles usually runs it. And uh, uh-huh. he had someone covering for him because he was out of town working, obviously. So then, because um, that's what comedians do. Some comedians, they'll get an open mic and they'll run that show. And uh, if they're out of town, they'll have one of their buddies host for them. And that's what the, that's what was happening. And this dude shows up riding right. a bike. He says, I heard you guys do an open mic up here. And I'm interested in how I can get on. And then uh, he said, who do I talk to about getting on? And I said, she's covering it right now. And um, uh, if I was her, I'd give you three minutes right now tonight. And she said, really, tonight? I said, yeah. I said, what's it going to hurt? Three minutes, and maybe he's good. You never know. You might just find a next fire comedian right here tonight. And she said, well, we we short a couple, so we might as well let him get on. So we let him do the three minutes. And, man. You know, he did some really nice jokes. He had a nice. He, had, he even did a call back on it. It was great. He did his three minutes. He came okay, off of it. Okay, that's what's he, up. He I, had I, the, I love when hey, that happens. Hey, Danny, you could see it in his eyes. He got it. I'm like, he got it. He got the. Now he's got the fever. Uh, so then, uh, he got, the he next, got bit by the bug. He got bit. He by got the bit bug. by the bug up there. Yeah, I said uh, he doesn't even know what he's in for right now. <laughs> it's it's definitely an addiction. You say though, it's only it? just begun. Yeah, exactly. It's only just begun. Well, I tell you what, mm-hmm. com- comedy has been an awesome addition to my life. I can't begin to talk about how much it's changed my life. To, to look at things in a, in a in a more positive light, right? You know what I mean? It's like an outlet. you you go through stuff and it, it has a it has a tendency to get you down. Mm-hmm. You feel negative about a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? Like 
I wasn't happy about a lot of the stuff I was going through. It made me bitter. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, I do. And and it can do that. Like that's just you know that's just life. It can actually do that. It can it make you angry. So I think comedy has made me not be so angry. You know what I mean? Absolutely, I do. It's, I'm it's almost trying like to blow bubbles. No, I'm, y'all, if y'all I, saw I, what I, I'm I, doing right. While I'm trying to work, <laughs> hopefully I don't get in trouble. This is kind of entertaining. I have to blow bubbles <laughs> to my granddaughter so she'll be quiet while I finish the show. Ain't that crazy? It's the fire. stuff we have to do. Yeah, but hey, think where else could you do it at though? Exactly. You right there. You right at home with your grandbaby playing on the radio. That's that's. So fire. I like that you're doing your thing, Danny Redwine. Much respect and mad love to you. It's like she knows. It's like she knows that, you know, she is being extra right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's almost (laughs) like she knows what she's doing. She knows that I'm busy, so she's going to take this opportunity to, you know, be in in my space. She wouldn't be thinking about me right now if I wasn't doing what I'm doing. Tell me something, Danny. Did you get away with that uh-huh. with your granny? Did no, you, you know, first of all, I don't remember being that young with my granny, but uh, my granny on my dad's side. But my granny on my mom's side, it was so many of us kids that I just remember Mama May being in the kitchen. She was always cooking. If she wasn't cooking, she was in her garden. If she wasn't in her garden, she was in the living room watching the soap operas. <laughs> So Mama May was, what's you know, pop, she was the one to three. Um, uh, what was it called? Uh, uh, what was the name of it? It was. It's one that's on right now. It's still going on. General Hospital. The Guiding Light. Um, got not Guiding Light. It was live. the other one. One um, life to no, live. No, it was the other. All my no, children. No, it was the one with. All my children, all my children. Yep, that's the one. And you know that's still that's still going on today. And they said even the people when I was watching it growing up, that I was my grandmother was watching. They're still characters. How are these people still still on the show? They've been on the show show. their whole life. Yes, their whole lives. Erica Kane is. I wonder if she anybody's ever done, like, a documentary still. on those actors. Because you never – those actors never do anything else. Some Nothing. of them move on to become actors, but most of them stay in with the franchise. That's where Demi Moore came from. Demi Is Moore. It? Demi Moore, she was on General Hospital. It seemed like with it was Rick somebody Spring. else that was on, somebody else that's known now. It seems like it was somebody else. Was it Brooke Shields? Was Brooke Shields on a soap opera? I don't know. I don't don't know. I don't want to misquote, but I know it's another actress, like another main actress that that was a soap opera actress starting out. I'm going to have to research that now. That's something something good to Google. (laughs) But... um, Look, I always find stuff that uh to to Google. But yeah, seriously. 
um, that's what my my grandma's stuff was. That was all my children was her stuff in General Hospital. And I think they came on back to back, or one came on one station and one was on the other. Like I can't remember, but she th- that was her stuff. No, they were both. And she went both to of those are. Both on Monday, are Sunday, Monday, so and Wednesday, my grand- yeah, and Sunday, Monday, and Wednesday, my grandmother was at church. She was either cooking something, or she was at Bible study, or choir rehearsal, or church. So, those were the days. Okay, so what is it? We put, um, let's see, actors started in soap opera. See, now I got to look that up. Those are going to be your next. All right. So John Stamos. John Stamos. Julian Moore. Lindsay Lohan. Uh, Demi Moore, Kelly Reefa, Shamar Moore. Yep, Shamar Moore. He was. He was. Moore. He was in All My Children, I believe. Nah, but I, I don't know think that he was, was in All My Children. You I don't think, think he it was, was on, on My Young Children? Young and the Restless. See which one. Brad he was on. Pitt. Um, I don't. It doesn't say. Hold on. Let me see if it'll say. Okay, it's going to his bio. Uh, Young and the Restless. That was you. it. Young and the Restless and All My Children. Yeah, hey, they, I knew they I come on almost at the same so, time. Those let's two see, were competitors. Susan Lucci, Susan Lucci, Kevin Bacon, Meg Ryan, hey, Susan, Michael B. Jordan. Susan, Susan Lucci is Erica Kane. Michael B. Jordan, Morgan Freeman. Tommy Lee Jones, Susan Susan Sarandon, um, David Hasselhoff, um, Lee, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo they a lot DiCaprio. Of, a lot of people. Yeah. Hold on. Let me look at what he was on. Would you do a soap opera? Like if you um, were, I probably uh, would, but it would have to be on some. It would have to be on some Tyler Perry shit. You know what I'm saying? Some dramatic. Let's see here. Uh, you know what? I'm surprised that, that Tyler Perry hasn't tapped into that just yet. Well, I guess he did. He's got that nighttime show. But I'm talking about a daytime soap opera type show. Like that would be fire. Right. Have. Oh, he I was. Would love a, to uh, he was. He was a child. He was a child actor, and he was a child actor in um. Oh, but, but what soap opera? Oh, I don't. Let's see. I don't know. This is a good to look into, because it's giving me that he did it, but it's not telling me what. That would be dope, though. Yeah. Like a, like if Tyler Perry produced some soap operas. Yeah, you know, and he people, is doing that. Stuff. People you love. Know, He's got, some, he's got some real dramatic. He's got some real dramatic soap operas too. But listen, we're gonna go ahead and end this show. We got like, we got like ninety seconds left, and baby girl is about ready to turn up, and I'm gonna get her down for the night and start my weekend. <laughs> I just wanna, I wanna right. thank you, Pagan. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call you after this show because I'm feel you in on some other stuff. But thank you for coming on and being my guest, holding it down for your girl. 
because it'd be hard to get on, get people at the last minute, especially when you got stuff going on through the week, and then you got you know stuff like this going on with a with a with a little little toddler. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So whenever you need me, I'm here. Whenever you need me, I'm here for you. All right, Danny. I'm gonna call you shortly. All right. Yep. So yeah. So this is this is your girl signing off, Danny Redwine. This is the Caribbean radio show comedy chat. I want you to check us out every Friday from 12 to 2. We are going to be talking about everything, like even random stuff. But, you know, aside that, just come back next week and have a good weekend. Say something nice to somebody. Give somebody a compliment. I love y'all.